0: Good afternoon, Rich Nass with Open Systems Media here with our weekly podcast that we call the Embedded Experts, because Brandon Lewis and I are the Embedded Experts, right Brandon? Yep, that is the case, self-appointed. Absolutely, well, I'm still waiting for somebody to uh, say that we're not the experts, and we haven't heard that yet, so (laughs) we're going to keep going with that. Yep, (laughs) yep. Um, So I spent the last couple of days at the IoT Evolution Conference, Expo, whatever they call it, down in Fort Lauderdale, which was nice because it's uh, snowing like crazy in New Jersey. But um, I learned some pretty cool stuff, and if you're up for it, I'd like to talk to you about some of that and get your opinion on some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: Okay. Well, first was um, a keynote this morning by Mary Beth Hall who's the director of IoT platforms for Verizon. Um and uh, she started off with a funny story which I'll see if I can relate to you pretty quickly. She was saying that um her son who's uh home from college over the over the Christmas break comes downstairs early in the morning and um and he's Says to Mary, Ma, it's freezing in here. What's the story? And she, a, and sh- and she says, Some well, electric cold, raise the thermostat. So he pulls out his phone and he hits a couple buttons and the thermostat goes up. And he says, hey, and he says Well, I'm still cold. I'm going to go out to the car and get my sweatshirt that I left in the car. So he goes out to the car and he gets his sweatshirt and he comes in. And his father's sitting there and he says, Hey, Ryan, you left the garage door open. Would you shut the garage door? So he pulls out his phone again and he shuts the garage door. And then he walks over to his mom, who he knows is the director of IoT platforms, and he says, hey, Ma, when is this IoT stuff going to really hit the market?
1: Ah, uh, drum Yeah, roll. I thought that was kind <laughs> of
0: funny. And that sort of leads into what we want to talk about, that um, it's actually here, but, you know, it's, it isn't something you can touch or, or feel, but, but it's actually here and all around us. Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of funny
1: because even at um Embedded Computing Design, we internally uh talk about the fact that, you know, IoT is eventually going to be, you know, just technology, right? I mean, it's 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 pervasive and pretty soon I don't think we're going to be walking around saying, "Oh, I'm in the middle of the Internet of Things." We're just going to be saying, "I'm walking around."
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> And then uh, somebody else had a quote, and I'm I'm going to screw it up, but it was something to the effect of, um, "It's better not to know what you don't know." And what he was saying by that was was that the older generation, which I'm certainly part of, and I'm even going to stick you in, um, yeah. we know what it used to be like and what we're trying to design toward. Whereas the millennials, you're not a millennial, are you?
1: Yes, actually, tail end okay. of it.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, the. The millennials don't have any baggage, and they don't know what it was before and what that they have to get past or to design against. They're just designing this new stuff. And and I think that there's a lot to be said for that.
1: Do you think that's a product of just a new generation? Doesn't that happen every time there's a new generation? Or do you think that's a product of being a millennial and growing up in a system where you have instant access to information or, you know, everything is free or open source?
0: This generation is very different from every other generation for, before it um i mean the, it s- certainly changes with each generation, but this new one, because of the s- smartphones and the access to information, is just extremely different um those those stories somebody was telling me the other day that um some guy who who I know was uh, his wife had to go to the doctor or something, and their young kids, who are are like uh, six, seven years old, they went up to the Echo, and they said, Alexa, where's mom? And they expected (laughs) an answer, you know, because it's like, like a person, like, you know, something that has information for them. You know, and I just think that they, you know, the people who are coming up now are just different.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just a, a product of technology evolution. I mean, if you drove a car, past somebody who lived in the 1700s, they would say, what's that, and what are these crazy kids doing? Exactly. Um, but, you know, what yeah. else did you see? Uh,
0: what else did I see? Um had, had a few discussions with people. Okay, so let me back up. We have been uh, promoting... The uh, mesh version of Bluetooth, which, um, if, if you read our content, there's been a few articles over over the last few weeks and few months saying that this is coming and it's really cool and I think you should be looking into it. Um, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the hype and there's a couple people here at the show who were saying, eh, "Not yet. You know, let's let's not go crazy on this. Let's get it established first. Zigbee's here. Zigbee's established. Zigbee works." Let's go with that one for the time being. And I was, I was a little surprised at that because I, I'm, I'm sort of on the Bluetooth mesh bandwagon. Um, where are you? Are you on the bandwagon or not? Um,
1: I, it depends on the, and the market and the application. So really, if you're looking at it from a consumer smart home and even probably like somewhat commercial retail standpoint, yeah, Bluetooth makes a lot of sense. Uh, It's low energy that's, you know, BLE at this point is comparable to the performance and the power consumption of Zigbee and Z-Wave and some of those other uh, proprietary protocols out there. Um, if you look at it from an industrial standpoint i don 't think uh you know with putting um building automation aside um i don 't think that Bluetooth is really you know primed or maybe ever will be primed to take over those types of markets just because it 's so diverse, but the power of Bluetooth, as written in an article uh, by myself a couple weeks ago in which I quoted Lee Ratliff um, of IHS, is that it has the smartphone uh, behind it. And you really can't underestimate the power of of the smartphone because it's in everybody's pocket. You're able to walk around and, and control things. And the other aspect of it is just the incredible volumes driven by smartphones, laptops, uh, tablets, what have you, uh, that are really going to make Bluetooth price competitive, um, even against some of those other widely deployed standards right now. So, Really, it depends on the market applica- market and application, but i 'm kind of a believer i haven't you know csr has been working with uh, Bluetooth um, up to thousands and tens of thousands, i believe even hundreds of thousands of nodes in the mesh context for a long time csr was acquired by qualcomm but um, i don 't see any reason uh, why it wouldn 't work and why Bluetooth, with all the power that it has wouldn 't make it work
0: yeah, I agree completely, and you know when people are making that argument to me. I just looked at and said, "There's over a billion devices out there that you can connect to." That's, that's pretty hard to argue with.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, they're shipping in half a billion. Bluetooth Low Energy is shipping in half a billion units a year now. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, and and, and this isn't to take away uh, from some of the competing standards. Like I said before, um, I think that there still are places for uh, Zigbee. I mean, Zigbee. The Zigbee guys are. are Dominant in lighting, um, Bluetooth mesh is about getting into that market and remains to be seen what's going to happen there. But in some of the more industrial-type uh, applications, yeah, Zigbee has a, is perfectly perfectly safe.
0: Yep, I agree. Okay, so here are some other figures and stats that have the potential to affect stuff. Um, 300 million meters in the United States – Uh, I don't know how many of those are connected, but I'm going to guess it's uh, single digits, maybe 10% of those. Um, That's a huge opportunity. A hundred million streetlights. That's a pretty cool one because you, you obviously have power there already. You can put whatever you want out there, whether it's a camera or some sort of sensor or just something to say, hey, I need to be replaced or fixed. So you're not sending a technician out to look at lights that don't need to be fixed. That's oh, cool Those one. are good applications for Zigbee, by the way. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. And then finally, um, agriculture came up a few times. Uh, a million acres of vineyards in the United States alone. Is that possible? Wow. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Beats me. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, whatever the number is, it's, it, it's a big number, and, that, and those need to be watched. And think about, um, you know, what it would be like if you didn't have to send people out to check only to find out that uh, these grapes don't need to be picked or uh, these, this doesn't need water right now. Um, that's, you know, that's a, a, a money saver game changer.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. The question right now is what is going to be the low power, wide area networking technology that's going to uh, dominate the, those agriculture or smart agriculture um, applications? The three big horses are um, LTE with CAT M1, CAT MB1, um, formerly NB IoT, um, LoRa, and Sigfox. And uh, the jury's still out. Uh, I think that. Laura's in a pretty good position, but Sigfox recently said uh, that they're able to produce $2 modules, which is kind of a game changer and something LTE can't touch. And speaking of uh, standards that aren't ready for prime time, there have also been some whispers that the uh, CAT MB1 uh, LTE standard which rushed through standardization process at the 3GPP, and perhaps um, that one's not ready to go either. Although that's another technology, it's hard to bet against because the carriers are definitely going to put their weight behind anything that starts with LTE.
0: Yep, agreed, agreed. And then finally, what's the one topic that we always hear about in every discussion, everywhere we go? What do they talk about? Industrial IoT. Uh, security, security, security. (laughs) That's the one. And uh, obviously everybody talked about that. But that was it. Um, It was a pretty good event. Uh, I learned a lot. And uh, it was definitely worth my while to head down there.
1: Is there any new and uh, emerging industrial applications since I brought up industrial IoT?
0: No. And I think that You know, that's an industry that moves significantly slower than some of these other industries, and for good reason. Um, I'm okay with that. Um, No, I don't think I saw anything that was radically different or new. All right. Well, that covered a lot of ground. Yes, we did, and that wraps up this week's version of the Embedded Experts with Brandon Lewis, technology editor, and myself, Rich Nass, executive vice president. We're both with Embedded Computing Design, and we work for Open Systems Media. I will speak to you next week, Brandon. Have a great week.
1: All right. You you too. Have a good weekend.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.